I ask you to take your bulletin and turn to the front page and stand with me. And I want us to read together uh, this verse, Psalm 25, 5. So if you would, please stand and we'll all read this together. You are the God who saves me. I put my hope in you all day long. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that the words that we have just spoken will be a prayer from our hearts as we acknowledge your goodness and we trust in your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. So today, uh, we obviously had a lot going on, including communion, and so this is going to be, uh, given the time, this is going to be more of a devotional than a full message but I hope that the point gets across and sticks with you. One of the things I've found over the years um, as a Christian for myself and then as well as a pastor in churches that, is that um, we often say words we, we learned growing up in church um, and, and we think we know what they mean, but maybe we don't. We've just said them so often that we, that we think we do. And um, have you ever tried to just sit down and, and, and think about the difference between faith and hope? You know, we say those words, faith, hope, and love, are the three things that remain, and we're taught that from uh, the, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. What's the difference in faith and hope? They're really similar in a lot of ways. They both involve our, our trust in God. And um, some of you may have a good definition uh, that, uh, that you'd love to tell me. You can tell me right now if you want to, but uh, you can tell me afterward if you want to. But for me, um, I separate faith and hope uh, by the tense, by the time. To me, faith is a present tense. It is trusting in God right now for what's going on right now. God, I believe that you're present in this place because your word tells me that your spirit is everywhere. And so even though I cannot see that, taste, touch, feel, my five senses do not confirm that God is here, yet I trust him, I believe his word, that God is here present in this place right now. When I look at hope, I look at that as trust in God in the present but it's not about something present, it's about something in the future. God, right now, my hope is in you. That is, right now, I trust you that you are going to come through for me. My hope is in you. And it's not the, the same sense that we usually uh, talk about hope. We kind of equate it as a wish, like maybe we hope it'll happen. No, biblical hope is a solid trust in God for what he is going to do for us. As we think back to that one single verse that we are focusing on today, you are the God who saves me. I put my hope in you all day long. How was David able to hope? How was he able to say, God, even though it's a long way away and, and, and things are coming and I don't know what maybe between now and then, God, I trust in you. I can hope in you that whatever's out there, you're going to be there for me. How could he do that? Because he looked back at what God had already done and what God had continued to do in his life. 
If you look at the life of David, he had so many ups and downs. He had so many close calls with, with death and other circumstances, so many difficulties in his life. And God and, had been with him through each and every one of those. And so he could say, God, you have saved me over and over and over again. In fact, God, all day long, you save me. <laughs> your angels are surrounding me. I don't see them, but I know your presence is there. God, I know that you have always been there for me. And therefore, because I know you've been there for me, I know that you will be there for me in the future. I can hope, I can trust that, God, you're going to be there for me. We think about those early believers, and they didn't, have, they didn't have the part of the Bible that tells us so much that that New Testament portion that explains all this other part in the back that wasn't quite so clear, they didn't have that. And yet, they put their hope in Christ. Because from the very beginning, even back in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve messed up, when they did believe a lie, when they didn't trust God, yet he still made a way of reconciliation. He clothed them. He made a way for them for a relationship to be restored. He promised them, there's one coming. There's one coming that is going to be a Messiah. And from the book of Genesis on, they could trust in that because they knew that God had already been there not only to create them, but to restore them and to bring them back into relationship with him. And so they could look forward and say, God, we hope in you. We know that not only we trust that you're here right now in this very moment, but we don't have to fret about the future. We can hope and trust in you because your track record, you haven't let us down, and we know that you'll be there for us in the future. And so today, as we focus on the hope of Advent, we still are in a place where we're in a world that mocks, often mocks and scorns belief in God. And if you were to go out into the general public and say, I can't wait till Christ comes again, they might laugh at you. Hollywood displays anyone who has that type of belief as a homeless guy on the street with some big sign talking about the world coming to an end. The, the world at large scorns that type of hope and belief in Jesus Christ coming again. But as believers, we can look at the record of God's work among his people, how throughout the ages he has been there for us, and we can look at the testimony of our lives, what he's done, and we can say firmly with David, God, you have saved me all day long. And so I can put my hope in you that just like you have in the past and in the present, God, I can trust you with my future that you will continue to save me and to be there for me. That is the hope, the hope of the resurrection, the hope of eternal life, the hope of God being there to take care of us. That hope is there for all of us. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, God, we acknowledge that there's not been a moment of our lives that you are not there for us. 
every single point in our lives, the mountaintops, the valleys, the middle, the average everyday stuff of life, God, you're there for all of it. And we forget, God, we we become what have you done for me lately type of people, and we forget what you've done for us, not only in the distant past, but even recently. And we're often of such little faith. But Father, I pray that you would restore our trust in you, and that trust would allow us to have a, a sure a certain, a solid foundation of not only faith for today, but hope for tomorrow. May we celebrate this season of your first coming with an eye on your second coming, a day in which you will make all wrongs right. We pray and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.